can you give an update when you can see it returning back to what it was? Yeah, I mean, I think like every sport, you know, I mean, I'm in a situation where we're in a business where, you know, we have boxing, we have darts, we have snooker, we have pool, we have table tennis, we have golf. And every sport requires different logistics. So boxing particularly is a sport that does require medical attention. You know, we hope and pray that we don't need the services of the NHS and the emergency services during shows. But the truth is, is we rely on them. And there is a moment that we will and may need them. So in that respect, we're a little bit different to darts per se that could set up a studio and have the best players in the world playing behind closed doors. We don't want to put unnecessary pressure on the NHS. They've got a tough enough job as it is. And what they're doing is remarkable. So we need to start at a moment where one, we're not putting additional pressure on the NHS, but two, we are 100% confident that the fighters will get any attention they need on the night. So Robert Smith is really leading that charge. You know, he's in a situation where he's speaking to the doctors, he's speaking to the NHS. For me, I'm very, very confident that boxing will return in July. Um, I think if we wanted to push super hard, we could maybe go in June. But we have to also remember that fighters need to prepare. You know, again, looking at darts or looking at snooker, they're at home, they're practicing, they're playing. It's no problem. They could go into a world championship event tomorrow. With a fighter, you've got to do your training. But more importantly, you've got to do your sparring. So really, from when those gyms open, those guys are going to need probably a minimum of six weeks from <clears> then so to do their sparring. And sparring's a problem. You know, it's... A, it's not a case of let's just go back to gym. Okay, now we've got to bring in sparring partners. Well, how are you going to do that? You know, then you're talking about you want to isolate your training partners in your camp, but you're bringing in a, a sparring partner that might have been ill or might have some symptoms. I mean, it's so confusing. So whilst we all want to rush back, there are a number of obstacles to overcome that mean that it might be wise not to necessarily rush back you know, without caution and without due diligence and without preparation. But I'm very, very sure that July will see the return of boxing and, of course, inevitably, behind closed doors. So are you already thinking in your head that maybe AJ Pulev, for example, could be without a crowd? Well, that's something that doesn't sit very well with me, to be honest with you, because, you know, at some point, we're not going to have a choice. So we have built boxing over the last 10 years on the basis of the mega crowds, the atmosphere, the sweet Caroline, mm. people having a great time, people with a smile on their face. So, but we have to bring the sport back. So as much as it hurts me not to have fans there, we have no choice. For the bigger events, for the iconic moments, for the, you know, that visual representation. I mean, I was looking at the pictures of, AJ with the flames going up either side of him and you know the people in the background and the mobile phones and the lights, they're iconic images. And I, I just can't get comfortable with Anthony Joshua knocking out Kubrat Pulev and sort of standing on the turnbuckle, you know, with eight Sky Sports cameramen, you know, around just sort of waving at him. So, but there does come a time where we can't afford his career to stall for too long. You know, he last boxed in December. So, really, we're kind of taking it on the chin that he may only box once in this calendar year, which is unfortunate but unavoidable. So, 
If that's the case, we're not under as much pressure to say, we must go in July, we must go in August. So if we have to go in September or October, so be it. So we want to give ourselves every chance for those kind of nights to return in front of live crowds. But some feel live crowds will return in September, October, November. Some feel they won't return until next year. The truth is we really don't know, but we're prepared for everything. I do think you'll see Dillian White against Alexander Povetkin behind closed doors. And we're putting together a model at the moment to try and make that work. It's not rocket science to know that there's a huge amount of, of revenue that's generated by a gate, by ticket sales. And if you take that away, it has to be replaced somehow. So we're trying to put the maths together, put the system in place to say to fighters, no, fighters will, this, what this will do is inevitably bring purses down, unfortunately, for fighters over time. But we're trying to avoid that if we can. And certainly for the bigger fighters, you know, who might be in career defining fights, we certainly want to avoid that. You know, so Dillian White against Povetkin, he's not coming to me saying, oh, I understand you've got no crowd, mate. I'll take half my purse, no problem. It's saying, show me the answers and, and we will find the solutions. We can't just look at small fights and say, oh, we'll just do small fights on TV. We have to make sure we land the big fights on TV as well. That's going to be difficult, but we're going to do it. We're going to do it. It's going to be expensive. It's going to cost us money, but we have to ride this storm. Well, I spoke to Dillian's people on Monday and they said that you, you, you've got something for me regarding that. So, I, that, I mean, that is a fantastic line. I mean, in terms of Dillian and, and Povetkin, I mean, Dillian says he'd fight anywhere. I'd fight here and there in any scenario. So I suppose that, that, is, that is a good option for him. Well, he probably will have to. I mean, he might end up being in a car park. I mean, look, we're, we're, I don't, I've got a number of illustrious plans about where we might do this, okay? I don't want to do this in a studio because if we're going to, you know, if we're going to lose that live crowd, that, that, like I said, that visual impact, I want to replace it with something. I don't want to replace it with four walls and a couple of lights, so I've got some illustrious plans of which we'll unveil over the next couple of weeks. But Dillian said to me the other day, he said, oh, we could just do it in a car park. He actually meant it, you know. I said, no, that, that, no, I'm serious. He said, can't we just put a ring in a car park and have it? I said, not quite. But the truth is, one of my concerns for fighters is in key moments, in crunch moments for their career, they have to get up for it. They have to peak. And it could cost them their career if they don't. So I think some fighters are a little bit afraid and saying, oh, I don't know, I, you know, can I perform at my best? See, Dillian White doesn't care. Like, like I said, you could put him in the car park, you could put him at Wembley Stadium. He's ready to go at any time. And it's okay, going to be you... really interesting to yeah, see oh. this, a, a size, a fight of that magnitude hmm. behind closed doors. I'll get abuse in the comments section, but I've been looking at a lot of how WWE are doing it in America because they're still continuing with their... I'm using WWE as well because I know because they started with Saudi, then Matchroom went to Saudi and it was a mm. great success. WWE are, still, are doing it without a crowd and it's ever yeah. so eerie that you can hear this. But <laughs> I, I was laughing last night thinking about an empty arena, maybe York Hall, for example. Yeah. Anthony Fowler and O'Hara Davis just yapping it. Other for a yeah, I know, I know, and it, it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird. It's going to be intriguing as a TV show as well, hmm. initially. Um, and you're going to hear Adam Smith 
at ringside, you know, roar, oh, amazing. And it's going to be echoing around wherever we are. So I don't know. I mean, look, we might get to a stage where there's no crowds. Then there's 200 people allowed. Then there's 1,000 people allowed. Then there's So I'd like to try and get some people there if we can, because I do think we need, even if it's the teams, you know, of the respective guys, at least some, something, you know, because you need that moment. And, and, but some people can blank that out. Some people can literally say a ring's a ring and I'm good to go. Younger fighters particularly will need to peak at certain times. And, you know, it's going to be weird. And again, your core, I think your core in those kind of places are okay if you're allowed a thousand people. For me, we've got to create something special. I'm going to come out, with these plans and these images that people are going to go, wow. And we're going to create this iconic place where we can stage these fights because I think it needs that. It can't just be your call with no one in. It can't just be a Sky Studio with a dozen cameramen and black walls, you know? I'm thinking on top of a really famous building now, things like that in my head at the moment. Anything, anything. I mean, yeah, look, logistically, it's going to be a nightmare. So we want to try and keep it as simple as possible. We've got to create an environment that is sterile. We've got to create an environment where there is consistent testing of fighters and their camps. It is going to be an absolute nightmare. But we've got no choice. This is what we do. We're not going to bury our head in the sands and go, oh, it's just too difficult. You know, there's too many barriers. Barriers are there to be overcome. And that's what we will do because we love the sport. We want to get fighters back, earning money getting their careers started again and moving forward till the inevitable moment where we are back in arenas and we are back in stadiums. Keep the momentum of the sport going. With the travel restrictions going on, could that mean hypothetically that AJ Tyson Fury could be held in Britain? And also, do these things have knock-on effects? Even talking about Dillian White's mandatory in February, because as the months go on, I suppose plans for you might have to change. Yeah, I think a lot of that that sort of stuff's unclear. I don't see how it should affect Dillian's mandatory, but people will try and use it as an excuse, inevitably. I think the interesting thing about the travel restrictions is you're going to see a lot more British on British fights. Because when we start back, I don't want to be flying opponents in. You know, it's going to be difficult enough to uh, keep a group of people in a sterile and safe environment without flying someone in from Spain and Italy and France and then their teams are coming in and people are coming in at different times as simple as possible great news for British boxing because we're going to go to British fighters and say right do you want to box on this show yeah oh, yes please okay you're going to box this guy from Manchester oh blimey I don't know you know oh sorry mate we've got you know you've got to step up now if you're good enough you'll, you'll be okay and you'll win but it's going to be good for British boxing because the smaller hall shows at the moment are finished until we get back to a moment where you can have live crowds, small hall boxing is done and dusted. So we can use those fighters that fight on the small hall shows, the big ticket sellers and the undefeated up and coming guys to fight our guys. You'll get better fights. You'll get better storylines, more compelling action. And I think it will be better in that sense for British boxing in the long term. Going back to Dillian White, he's got, talking about Tyson Fury now with the reports about Deontay Wilder's recovering from surgery. Is that another option for him as well? I mean, I know Dillian's always on the no, I, look, I just think Dillian will fight anyone. So, you know, whether it's Andy Ruiz, whether it's Tyson Fury, like he's up for fighting. And sometimes people just take sound bites of interviews where he said, look, Deontay Wilder's injured. I'll step up and fight you. Next thing. 
wait, I'll fight Fury. And he will fight Fury next. He's, he doesn't care, he'll fight anyone. So, um, but, you know, for, for Dillian White, it's likely that Pulev will be next. Does he need to sometimes say, look, uh, Dillian? Sorry, uh, Povetkin will be next. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Does he sometimes have to be like, look, Dillian, slow down. You've got Povetkin next. Mm. And then after that, you've got your mandatory. Because that's what's been Yeah, he's, he's, he's just relentless, you know, in and out of the ring. So his guys will call me every day what's happening you know and they're they're at the moment probably the the most active in terms of how can we do it when can we do it just want to let you know Dillian says he's up for behind closed doors whenever it is he'll be ready you know he's in Portugal at the moment still training he went there before lockdown he's ended up being locked down in Portugal which is a good thing because he's been consistently training his weight's good so he's just ready you know, and now we're going to speak to Povetkin's team this week and we're going to start floating some potential dates. Um, but again, everybody's got to be on board with the environment. Everyone's got to be on board with the fact there's going to be no crowds there. But you, I've spoke to some fighters who have said, oh, I'd probably rather wait till there's a crowd back. I said, OK, but that might be 2021, just mm -hmm. so you know. So you've got to get your head around the fact that you mustn't stall your career. You must try and accept this environment we know it's going to be short term, but embrace it and get on with it. So on to that with AJ, you are preparing for him to maybe have one more fight this year and ideally in a crowd. That's, yeah, yeah, ideally, for sure. Yeah. Unless we have no alternative. One thing's for sure, he must box this year. He must box. And we can't rule out other territories, you know, because if you look at, I mean, as an example, New Zealand. New Zealand have now reported zero cases. I think Australia, like... A handful so there are certain countries that are going to open up quicker than we can we only want this fight in the uk with Pune, okay so but if we can't get a crowd then we must make sure that we get this fight done this year behind closed doors in another country whatever it must be because next fight has to be the winner of fury wilder you know, and Fury Wilder in the same Fury and Wilder in a worse position in terms of the no crowds because it's that's a big part of the the pot is the gate. So maybe that fight doesn't work, and and they'll be in the same position where Fury Wilder needs a gate or needs a country to put up the money. There will be countries in this instance that will say, "Oh, I want to, uh, you know, we want to make a splash. We want to show the world we're ready. You know, we're safe." we're back and that's something we'll have to look at but only if we can't get a crowd in the uk because i think this is so important this fight to take place in the uk tony belly back on our screens mm. uh he was on sky sports last week talking about you know he really does miss boxing is there any chance no 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 no, no. i mean <laughs> he phoned me i'll put it on our show we've got a new talk show that we on matching boxing youtube and he says he phoned me up the other week and he went, oh, I'd smash that release, you know, and I'm like, I shouldn't even say, cause it looks bad then, but he's just, he's just, he's just um, a fighter that misses it, you know? And he's, he's, I know I could beat him. I know I could beat him. And I just say to him, Tone, because when I, now after the Usyk fight, he said to me, make sure I'll never ever get in the ring again. And his wife would kill me. So I'm, I'm 20 times more scared of Rachel than I'm a Tony. Do you know what I mean? So it's not even, it's not even up for consideration, but it's nice. Don't you think that he could fight again? Like he's not shot. He's not finished in the slightest. Mm. 
But isn't it better to go out like that than have one too many? Absolutely. You I think the, going the, against Ruiz, yeah, maybe he could beat Ruiz. Maybe he gets knocked out. And you think, damn, why? We shouldn't have done that. You know, Tony's legacy is that a guy who won British, Commonwealth, European, and world championships and tried the greatest feat of all to become undisputed champion mm. and was winning the fight in some people's eyes. Usyk was too good and Tony got knocked out. Trying to become undisputed champion. No problem. Mm. You know, but he, he's, he's all good. You know, he's in a good place and I've been enjoying the SAS. If I could sum up 2020 in the TV moment, it's probably An Anthea Turner giving him a good punch and a good kicking. <laughs> sums up yeah. 2020 well, just, just, TV. Just his face when he goes off that helicopter. You know, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great. He's, That's fantastic. He's, um, I, I just think, uh, you know, it's, it's so nice to see people leave their career happy. Mm. And, and that's a great example. Absolutely. Um, talking about all British, but there is one super fight we were really looking forward to seeing. That was Billy Joe in the running to yeah. fight Canelo. I know he let himself down with his Instagram post, but is there an update on that or has that gone away? Well, you know, the situation at the moment is DAZONE would like Canelo to fight Triple G. Triple G has a contract to fight Zerometa, who is his mandatory, and Canelo would probably like to fight Billy Joe before he fights um, Golovkin. So we had agreed terms. We hadn't signed a contract, but we were ready to go on that fight. In fact, I think we were three days away from a press conference when everything hit the fan. Mm. So for me, I hope that Canelo and Billy Joe does still happen. Again, there's another fighter that is massively dependent on the revenue of a gate. And look at Las Vegas. I mean, you imagine running a business right now in Las Vegas. The whole place is shut. It's been shut for over a month. You know, it's going to be shut for another month. This business relies on people at events, people in casinos, people coming through the doors. So there will be a push from the US government and from Las Vegas to try and open it up as soon as possible. And they're going to need big events, big fights to try and draw crowds back in. I've heard Amir Khan talk about fighting Pacquiao. Is there ever any chance of him going for Brooke or is that, is that, is that I just, I mean, look, I, I do think this little spell is going to throw up some madness. You know, because again, you're going to get stages where people, you know, people can't, you can't pay a fighter so much for that fight, but maybe if you do this fight, that changes. And there's so much to discuss moving forward. Yeah. We've just got to keep the fighters constantly. But Kel wants to fight Terence Crawford, you know, but again, isolation is not helping Kel Brook mm. because he needs to be in the gym. You know, it's not as, yeah, but it's hard at home. Yeah, you can do your runs and, but you can also eat your cakes and, you know, as we, as we all know too well in the last eight weeks. So yeah. it's like, you know, Kel's in a position now where he's going to need 16 weeks to make 147 pounds, you know? So I think this is going to throw up some madness, but we are still waiting for the dust to settle. I mean, they're saying that football will never be the same again. Um, we can say it with all sports and just life in general. Has this been the biggest test you've had to endure for matchroom boxing, just how many things you've had to think about in terms of things you've got to change realistically, mega fights. Yeah, I think the test, but I think to be honest with you, the test is only just begun. Yeah. You know, it, it's one thing being told you can't do something when, when we were on such a hot run, but it's another thing having to implement something that you've never done before. It's how you look at things, you know, a test can also be construed as a challenge and a challenge should be exciting. So, you can spin it any way you want, but 
the way that I like to spin things to keep myself motivated is to say, you know, we almost completed everything else. You know, world boxing completed it. Now we've been thrown this massive curveball where we have to try and overcome the situation. You know, not overcome and find a cure for COVID-19, but overcome and try and bring our sport back, try and provide for our fighters. We've gone from trying to compete with other worldwide promoters <clears throat> to now trying to compete with other sports. Because when we come back, every sport is going to come back at the same time. And we're going to come back and I'm going to say to Sky, oh, I want to go every Saturday for three or four weeks. And then I want to go into Dillian White. And tennis are going to come back and say, right, we're going to do 12 matches a day. And cricket's going to come back and say, we're going to create this isolated venue and we're going to be running a game every day. And Premier League's going to come back and say, right, we're three games a day, seven days a week. So we're all fighting now for eyeballs. We're fighting for scheduling slots. We're not fighting at the moment for gate revenue, but we will do at one stage. So we have to be sharp. We have to be compelling. We have to be intelligent. And we're, bat you know, we're battling to, to make sure that we continue the momentum that we worked so hard to build over the last eight, ten years. Yeah. Um, obviously, we're at home at the moment, and a lot of people are playing on their PlayStations, Xboxes again. And I've seen you tweet about oh, the mate. boxing game. I so, imagine, imagine you being a boxing game. We could be Eddie Hearn, promoter. Oh, well, well, How good I, think that be? I think you'd rather be a couple of other fighters or something. Like that. But there is this thing, career mode now, where yeah. you can choose what you want to be. So if you want, you can come and be me. Yeah. Or you can come and make some fights, you know, put a dodgy suit on and a bit of a belly and apples and pears and all that sort of stuff. Or you can be a top trainer. You know, you could be Rob McCracken. You could be Tony Sims, Adam. But, you know, yeah. these kind of people. You can be a fighter. You can be a cut man. You can be a corner. So... I have no clue about gaming at all. But what I do have a clue about is demand. And I have a clue about understanding trends on social media and numbers. And every time I talk about a boxing game, it goes berserk. So I spoke to our friends at EA. They have a UFC game at the moment, which there's some interesting things happening on. Um, but right now, we're speaking to a couple of other games developers who have seen my tweets and said, you know, would you be interested in giving us some guidance on this? I mean, giving you some guidance, I just said, listen, I can tell you how I think it should play out, but I can't build a game for you, mate. You know, so we have had two or three meetings with, with uh, major, major game operators and, and software providers. And, and, you know, again, to be honest with you, it's just me spieling and chancing my arm on something that I think will work. Yeah, and you end up getting uh, about 16,000 likes. That's the problem. You yeah, I know, I know, I know. More stuff like, so, but it's, I know every time I mention it, I, I know the demand is there. And it's frustrating mm. because I think it could be so easy maybe with EA to just make another fight night. I think probably their deal in terms of their exclusivity with UFC means probably no other fight, fight game at the moment. That will change in time. Yeah. But... You know, we've gone another route with a number of other people who are sort of pitching ideas to try and make it happen. It will be uh, 2021 because these things take time, but it's exciting, something different. Absolutely. Um, you're on a new show Friday, so I don't want to take up everything, what you've got. I know you've got lots of other things to tell us, but any other business to tell us or anything? Um, not really. It's just sort of full steam ahead now. I mean, obviously, you know, we're in Italy, we're in Spain, we're in America. So it's looking at those countries as well and how they're changing. 
but we had two Spanish fight, uh, sorry, Italian fight nights cancelled way before lockdown in the UK. Um, actually, way before we probably felt that it wouldn't even affect us in the UK. So they're they're nearly up and running now in terms of getting ready for sport behind closed doors. So we're probably four weeks behind them. Um, Spain as well and America. You know, we're looking now. There's a difference between going ahead and getting it done and 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 making it feel like it's the right time. You know, UFC are going uh, on May the 9th. Uh, WWE haven't stopped, which is remarkable. But it doesn't feel right at the moment. You know, I feel like this is such a serious disease that I don't feel comfortable. Right, you know, I mean, and I'm normally, I'll just go, right, let's just go, let's go for it. But, and if I'm not comfortable, you know, what about people who have family and, you know, who might be, uh, extra risk and all that kind of stuff. So we just got to make sure it's done right. There is a rush, but there's not a rush at the expense of people. And there's not a rush at the expense of risk. So it's speaking to the board of control, speaking to the NHS. I'm very confident July, you will see boxing back on your screens on Sky Sports.